the only podcast without a creative bone in their body. This is Bombers. Hey everybody, welcome to another wonderfully creative and not at all uh, creatively bankrupt episode of a creative podcast if i say creative enough does that make us creative or uncreative creatively no no oh boy <laughs> i'm bummer number five anthony aka deg and my most creative partner ever joining me here is bummer number three zyber aka zyber don't worry deg you can lie or you don't have to lie i mean <laughs> that's how uncreative <laughs> i am <laughs> See, now, we're so creative that we can't lie, so everything we're telling you on this show is the truth. Lies, lies are, you know, you need to be creative to lie. You need to be able to fabricate a reality in which your truth is true. The only podcast that cannot tell a lie. That's... What, <laughs> one of these podcast hosts can only tell the truth, and the other can only lie. It's pretty Do obvious not... which one it is. <laughs> Figure out how to escape the dungeon later on in Bombers, the choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Trick question. There is no way to escape. If you would like to... Uh, you, you awake you awake in the depths of Zyber's basement. Um, if, if you would like to stand up from the chair, please go to minute six. Uh, if you remain seated, please go to minute ten. Now I have to wait for those timestamps to actually continue the story. <laughs> yeah, but like, you, I have no idea what the timestamp is since we no, started at zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I guess. Um, and then if you uh, something else in Zyber's basement, just continue listening from here. Yes, all you mice in my basement should know by now from your diligent drilling of hearing our podcast that we have a website this is bombers.com where you can find all about us our personal details our most intimate intimacy well, now who's the now who's the one being creative and <laughs> i only tell the truth well, wait a minute uh you can find you know all of our podcast episodes or links to them etc you can find our youtube where we you can also see our podcast or watch uh <laughs> twitch stream clips that have been clipped to youtube you can go directly to our twitch where you can watch us play video games or join us on thursday nights which the day of this recording it is so who knows what we'll be playing tonight today's thursday yeah i'm pretty sure wow uh you can also uh, go to our Discord, link in the description below, where you can talk to us and talk with us and talk about us. Anything you feel like. But not actually talking, it's all in text, so it's more typing. It's communicating. Communication sucks. Literally, that's all we do. <laughs> and finally, if you enjoy our lovely conversations that you listen to, you can go to our Patreon and give us money. Become a friend, best friend, acquaintance, executive bomb deucer, not in that order. And you'll get We're... some benefits. Do it in that order. And that is bombastic news. 
So you've decided to stand up. Uh, yeah. Um, as you stand up, Zyver comes down the stairs and beats you to death with a Bombers episode. You failed. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, we have upcoming releases coming up coming this week. Uh, these releases. On Tuesday, August 9th. Wow, it's August. Jeez. <laughs> it is August. It is every halfway through summer-ish. Every time I remember that, I just sort of die a little bit inside. Not unlike our listeners who decided to stand up from your chair. Uh, August 9th, Tuesday, uh, we have coming out Two Point Campus for PC, Switch, PS4, and 5, the Series Xbox, and Xbox One. Um, Zyber, do you remember Two Point Hospital? No, but I remember seeing trailers for Two Point Universe or Campus, so. Yeah, it's it's part of the Two Point, like, um, management sim style series. Like, so Two Point Hospital was build your own hospital to manage, uh, similar to, like, the Architect, uh, the Architect or Tycoon games that are out there. Um, this one is campus, so build your own university. Interesting. Yep. yep. That's this That's this game. I played some mobile games like that, but this is probably better because it just... You, Isn't you, a mobile you game. You buy it, <laughs> and then you don't have to watch ads, hopefully. Yeah. We also have on August 10th, the next day, Wednesday, I know how the days of the week work, Lost in Play coming to the Switch and PC... Uh, this is a really cool looking, like, the animation on it is very cartoon, like, um... It's very it reminds... animated fluid, fluid animation. Yeah, do you ever watch, like, um, Hilda on Netflix? No, but I've seen trailers for it. It kind of reminds me of that sort of feel. Uh, or, or there's a whole bunch of different sh- cartoon shows that are very similar. So it looks, it looks really good. It's visually uh, an attractive looking game. Yep, it's a puzzle adventure game that I heard about back in like January of 2021 because that's when I added to my Steam wish list, <laughs> and it's finally coming out. Yeah, one of the taglines on the official website is. This whimsical puzzle adventure game will make you feel like you're playing a cartoon. And you know what? I believe it. Yeah. I do like adventure games and, and puzzle games. I might, or uh, puzzle adventure games even. Uh, I might have to look into this myself. I think it's going to be pretty cute. Yeah, it looks it looks real cute. Not so cute is the game coming out the next day, Thursday, August 11th. Cult of the Lamb from Devolver Digital and Massive Monster is coming to PlayStation 4 and 5, Sexbox, PC, and Switch. Yeah, that's... Which is another um, roguelike, roguelike, roguelite style uh, along the vein of Binding Isaac, I believe, is, is what it's most inspired by. Yeah, it's definitely very uncute. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know that there were a few of our community members that were looking forward to this. Speaking of community members, did we shout out our friends? Oh, crap. Yeah, you didn't remind Jeez. me too. This I, is I didn't all think your it fault. Just now, uh, so th- for for our friends who are smart and listen ahead and know that they don't have to stand up from the chair, those being uh, Haley, Aaron, and Reaper, <laughs> and our best friends Anne and Rob. 
you all remain in the chair so that when Zyber comes down, he just plays this very episode of the podcast for you in the basement. Go back to the beginning of the episode and listen from there. You've lost time. Go back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, cult of the lamb. Cult of the lamb. Yeah, I know some of our community members have been looking forward to this game. It's uh, very cult lamby like. I imagine that Tim, who we sometimes raid off to on the stream, will be playing this, so we can probably look forward to him. We'll see. Uh, either way, <laughs> we can probably are... look forward to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just look forward to him. Uh, th- those those are this week's upcoming releases. Um. I'm definitely interested in Lost in Play. Are you interested in, in any of these, Cyber? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in Lost in Play. But also, I was looking at like more like this for Lost in Play, and I saw the Klonoa, and I was just like, oh, man, I got to get that still. Oh, yep. I probably will skip on that, I'll be honest. Uh, I also still need to get KO the Kangaroo. Oh, yeah. So much, I mean... so much to get. I am still, we'll talk about, it. never mind. I was going to talk <laughs> about something, but I, I, I see that it's on your finish recap, so I'm going to wait and talk about it when we get there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do a weekly bomb. Uh, we The news items that are uh, bombs in the past week, either A-bomb or V-bomb. What'd you bring to the table this week, Zyber? Well, so, did you know that uh, they were working on a Batgirl movie? I did. Wasn't, um, was it Michael Keaton was supposed to be coming back as Batman for that one? Yeah, which is kind of a weird choice, but... I mean, it's it's pretty cool, actually. It's like, let's just keep making these DC Batman movie, or Batman, Batman. What, bat, whatever movies that are completely unrelated to each other. <laughs> and keep having Batman be just some old guy. Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like, all right, we got Spider Man, now let's do let's do Venom, and next we're gonna have a random vulture movie that's completely unrelated as well, because why not? And and also a Morbius film. <laughs> anyway, there's no longer a Batgirl movie. It's been completely cancelled when it was around seventy percent done or something like that. And so a lot of people were just all like but but, but why? why you put all that money into it? There's a lot of weird go- because it was they had they had already dropped ninety million dollars into the production according to the articles I was reading. They had wrapped filming and were in post production stages of it. Yeah, and apparently and, they had like you know the audience testing and they absolutely hated it or something. <laughs> but that hasn't stopped movies from releasing before. Uh yeah, uh Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Or like Catwoman. That was also like a terrible movie, I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, I mean I never watched it, but it is pretty much universally panned. Or, you know, um Dawn of Justice. Even. Ooh, got him. I don't know that um, one. Um the the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Or heck, Justice League. I mean, let's be honest. DC does not have a good track record when it comes to theatrical releases. Yeah, so they've also canceled a Scoob sequel, which I didn't realize it was in existence. Scooby-Doo, that new Scooby-Doo okay. animated movie, but they called it Scoob. 
Yo, that's what I thought you meant when you said Scoob. I had not heard of this. Um, why? Just, that's it. There's no follow-up. Just why? In general, the whole situation. The Batgirl thing, though. Can it really be worse than cats? <laughs> and the fact that it was so far along... I mean, I know there's only so much you can do in the editing room to fix a bad film, but I feel like you could do something in the editing room to make it releasable. Just get the people and... that made the the new Sonic design for a Sonic movie be like, just fix our movie, please, and see the magic happen. Yeah, I mean, how bad can it be? I get the entire concept of don't throw good money after bad. If you've already spent money on the film, don't spend more money on it if you're not going to make the money back. I get that. But how bad can it really be? A lot of what I was reading in articles was was that part of the cancellation had something to do with the recent... Who was it? It was Merger. It was Warner... Dang it. I... Good journalism here. Yeah, they merged. Or like... They merged with someone. Because like, I also know that like someone new like owns HBO Max and they're like cutting out a lot of stuff there too. Uh, Discovery. I think it was um, Warner and Discovery ended up merging together, which means Discovery Plus and HBO Max are now merging into a single service. And um, part of that was that Discovery just didn't want to release that girl as on each. There's something about they didn't like the idea of releasing it to streaming only or something that was part of the decision-making process, which is weird. Well, initially it was going to be theatrical, and then they decided that let's not do theatrical and yeah they're just like well we don't want it streaming either yeah i i'll just you know throw it at a store be like here see if anyone buys this i mean just honestly how how much are you going to sink into it to just finish post-production because you're already there and just throw it on a streaming service it's like they're all like oh it's gonna cost money to advertise it well don't don't then just don't you canceling it and uncanceling it is free advertisement. <laughs> Just like there Sonic. The there goes the conspiracy side. Just like Sonic. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weird choice to have what is essentially a completed movie. Especially because like all those people worked on it and now it's just poof, gone. I mean, contract contractually they're still getting their base pay, but anybody that was getting any form of like box office cuts in their contract or anything like that pretty screwed i can they sue for that it depends on how the contracts are written because like we saw um scarlett johansson yeah sue for for that but that was because it was streamed at the same time i think well it was because the the contracts were were still adapting to the fact that streaming is a big thing now and she was getting box office cuts but the contract was not written to give her streaming cuts yeah. which made it weird then because that cut into her expected profit and like there's a legal just snafu around all of that whereas this i would hope that they properly wrote the contracts to account for a streaming release um, and then it depends in the contract what what the like clauses are for cancellation of the film and non-release. Yeah, I don't know. Unless they're not used to canceling their films. I mean, who knows? 
they've put out some crap films in the past, so. Like, I can't imagine it being the worst film of the year. No. There's gotta be worse. I don't even... There's absolutely... I don't know. I, there, there are probably films that are so bad we don't even know about them. Yeah, like, there are some pretty good bang... Like, pretty banging ones or whatever. Good bangers. I'm pretty sure Morbius came out this year, so... Was that just... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I, I was having the same thought with, like, Fall Guys came out two years ago, the day of recording. Yeah. Meanwhile, Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West came out this year, and... Time has no meaning to me anymore, Zyber. I, I don't understand. Yeah, that's why whenever a new game comes out on Ring Plays, we're all like, yeah, but it's not game of the year worthy, because guess what it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Sorry, guys. Stray's gonna win. Stray's, Stray's got Bomber Game of the Year pretty, um, pretty good lockdown so far. Yes. So, anyway, yeah. I'm gonna Oof. say this is a bomb, because, like, it's just... It's not fun for the people who were a part of the movie. It's not fun for the people who actually were expecting it. And in general, like, I don't necessarily like the idea of it because what if other people think about doing that with their movies instead of just finishing it and releasing it? Well, one would hope that most people would cancel the film before they dropped $90 million into it and got into the post-production stages. Side note, as a, just to follow up on the Morbius theme that's running throughout this entire episode. April 1st, 2022, which is a very ominous release date. <laughs> April Fools. Yeah, they really should have seen that one coming. That's fine. They, they released it a second time. Although everyone was it's busy that hard. week and they should try a third time. Yeah, if they if they had you know consulted with any of us before the second release, we would have actually gone and see it. So if they could just ask us first and then release it for this third third one, that that'll work. Like you know, I totally am the kind of person that would watch a bad movie, like you know, a terribly terribly bad movie, just for the fun. Except that I, Cyber, except that I, I don't have the time. <laughs> I went to the midnight premiere of Snakes on a Plane. That's a good movie. It's not a good oh, movie. It was so funny. It's such a dumb, bad movie. It was hilarious. And that's why I watch horror movies, too. I laugh at them. It was it was a terrible, bad movie. But you know what? I had a great time. There were people handing out little plastic snakes in line <laughs> and everything. Like, it was, it was absurd. Well, they knew what they were doing then. Yeah. Well, I mean, not like theater uh, employees or anything literally other people there for the movie were just like tossing snakes out into the crowd well then plastic plastic the, the audience knew, knew what they were getting into we need more movies like that just goofballs bad movies yeah i mean in general it seems like comedies are disappearing you know instead for adventure movies that have comedy in them or just movies in general that have comedic aspects yeah which is like almost every movie now well, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I like I a want lot of comedy that back. is a lot of comedy movies kind of started being bad. <laughs> Look, we're we're just in a dry spot. It's like you don't see a lot of westerns anymore. Generally speaking, I feel like you western know, genre and through... comedy genre are pretty different concepts. No, but it goes through like ebb and flow type of stuff, like. Look at look 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 at some of the comedies that we got, which were the the really bad like Happy Madison style, not good 
Sandler just wanted to get a paycheck and go on a vacation. So you're saying that Sandler comedy. ruined the comedy genre. Or look at all of the really bad parody films that were the the blank movie type films, like Scary Movie and Not Another Teen, and all those were that, that were just not good films. Okay, they didn't understand what a parody was. But like, have you heard of Zombiever? I have not. Go on. I mean, it's just one of those really crappy sci-fi movies built for the sci-fi channel. Like, there's just a ton of them, but. They didn't get rid of the sci-fi genre. <laughs> Zombievers came out in 2014, I will point out. And then, you know, all the Sharknados. Sharknado 1 through 15. <laughs> Sharknados, where they, you know, just tried making one of those generic sci-fi movies, but then randomly hit off and they're all like, oh, wait a second, we actually, like, gotta do something with this. And so we can they, capitalize they hammed it up a they, ton. And they beat it into the ground. Yeah, they they ruin they ugh. <laughs> something something beat a dead horse beat a cash cow. I don't know. There's a thing there. I mean, when people were together. waiting for each one to release, it's not much of a dead horse, is it? Uh, I mean, there were fifteen uh, Lamb Four times. Yeah, and I watched like seven of them. The, the first one before I grew I... up. Yeah. You know, Magic yeah, Treehouse uh... is still releasing. <laughs> We... That's gonna unlock some childhood memories if I Google that. <laughs> Magic tree, huh? I don't remember this one. Oh, that was like a really good children's starting book series. Interesting. Yeah, that must must have missed it. Either way, um, I guess it was after your about? time. I yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Thanks for that. Anyway, Batgirl. Batgirl can't possibly be that they've canceled. Can't it. possibly be the worst was, movie of the year. I was honestly looking forward to that film. Like I was curious to watch it on streaming because, I mean, they were bringing back Michael Keaton. So, like, also, like, it's a female superhero movie. Like, we we need right? more of those. Yeah, that too. That's another reason I was really excited to watch it. But here we are. Here we are. I got a, a, a fun news item for you. Do you? Do you really? Hey, Zyber. Hey, Dig. I came. You what? To the city <laughs> to give you a message. Pokemon on motorcycles! Oh. <laughs> it's just like playing oh. a children's card game on motorcycles, but instead it's Ex a children's exactly. fighting monster game I, <laughs> I can't tell if i love or hate this design choice that pokemon is going for with the legendaries in uh violet and what is it sapphire, sapphire scarlet and violet yeah those are the words <laughs> sapphire's already been done yeah you're right so like i like the futuristic one where it actually you know uses wheels but the <laughs> the the other one where it pops out circles on its chest and butt or whatever but then it just runs on its legs anyway it's like the designs are what's a the adaptation wonky. for that why, why would a... but but why <laughs> but i mean i really don't care because just as long as i don't need to use uh the hms or whatever i'm 
fine with whatever they do to replace that. Yeah, and it looks like, I mean, we saw in the trailer these motorcycle Pokemon were land, water, and air. Yeah. Traversal. So that's that's nice, wrapping that all up together. It's like using one Pokemon to do the stuff that you're able to do in Legends Arceus. Yeah, and, and it, wrapping it all together so that you don't need, like, a an HM Mule or the weird flute thing that they did in Arceus. Yeah. Which is the way it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> I, I like switching. <laughs> Come on, Dag. The Arse Phone. Yeah, I remember. That was the title of an episode. The These Pokemon are goofies, goofy looking. It just There's no way around that. The legendaries, yeah. The legendaries are goofy. All the rest a lot of, of the Pokemon. All the rest of them are awesome. Oh, yeah. I love what they've released so far. The Fido, great. Yes, yes. Who does who doesn't want a bread bread bagel dog Pokemon? Smoliv. Smoliv, which I, I love uh rumor in our Discord was like, if Smoliv does not evolve into Swoliv, they're missing an opportunity. And I agree. I want a Swoliv so badly. Yeah. Um no. what was what were the other ones? The, what was the pig's name? Yeah, it was good too, I remember. Yeah. I actually know. Right, keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. I know someone. I really hate his attitude towards Pokemon because his attitude is: if Mimikyu and Blastoise aren't in the game, then he's not going to get them because he only cares to play the game long enough to get his Mimikyu and Blastoise out of Pokemon Home and then just play the game with them. And I'm just like, that's absurd. That is a ridiculous. Yeah. Mindset to have. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but the developers don't make these games based off of that. Like, yes, it's cool you can bring Pokemon from past games in, but man, I just want to go on adventure and have six different Pokemon play with on my team. I mean, a lot of the fun of getting a new Pokemon, I used to be anti this and be like, oh, too many Pokemon now, but now, now I get it. Like, a lot of the fun is just, what are the cool new designs that they are throwing out? Well, he was trying to say that these designs in the new game are dumb and boring, and I'm just all like... Uh, Have you looked at them? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's so boring. I'm just all like, well, then every design in every Pokemon game is boring. There was a middle area there where some of a lot of it was kind of like generations four through like six was like a little underwhelming with the designs that they had but recently honestly i think they've been kind of hitting out of the park with these yeah um small if great palmy um kind of a weak design honestly it's the pikachu xp for for all all intents and purposes paldean whooper who doesn't love a whooper come on lechonk which is such a good name uh, I can't wait to see the evolutions of Lechonk. Fido, of course, is the bagel bread dog. Cetitan, which is great because it's a combination of Cetaceous or Cetacean and Titan. Well done. Good, clever naming. I love to see those um, combinations of words. Yeah, the, the like word combo Pokemon are always really fun. And then the two legendaries are Maraidon and Koraidon. Which probably translates to like past and future or something like that yeah I, I don't know i don't whatever legendaries are generally like honestly the sword and shield legendaries super boring oh yeah this is just freaking look this is an x and a y woo shield sword oh sorry i thought you said x and y 
sword and shield. It's like, look, this is a sword and a shield. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and I think, I th- well, and this is a red motorcycle or a blue motorcycle. Woo! Oh, it's not starters. Stop. I mean, it, it is blue looking, though. It does not look purple. It looks blue to me. Well, um, maybe. Maybe the you're the one that actually... only tells lies. Oh, yeah. The starters also, I know we've probably talked about this before, but they look great. As yeah, well. you got Donald Duck, Weed Cat, and uh, the just a, Pepper Gator. Just a goober looking yeah. Pepper Gator. Goober looking Pepper Gator. And I love that um, Quaxley, the duck, has like a quaff for his hair and it's it's, it's great. donald duck's hat um fue coco is the weird looking pepper fire starter with just a slice of american cheese pasted to his chest <laughs> <laughs> yes and then of course sprigatito is the the weed cat which is choice yeah i think i might end up with sprigatito as my starter I mean, I am a like devoted grass starter. That's sick. Player. And I mean, in a bad way, sick. <laughs> what? No. Um, Bulbasaur was be- Bul- Bulbasaur was bestasaur. Okay. Ugh. And I have been riding that train since. So I also know someone who says that they picked the starter based on looking up their final evolution. And I'm just like, why? Who I hurt you? Yeah, I kind of get that, though, because if you really think about it, the final evolution of the starter is going to be the one that you're playing the majority of the but game it's with. It's such a fun surprise to see my little Sobble but, turn into a secret agent. Yes, but seeing the evolution is, is fun. That's that's And that's my general take. I mean, you know me. I kind of like to avoid spoilers and, and leaks and things like that. Because I like the fun. I like the surprise. Yeah, as soon as the starters were announced, people were already like coming up with their own concepts of the evolutions for them and such. And I'm just like... Oh, I love I that. mean, that's kind of interesting, but you're probably all going to be completely wrong and then disappointed. <laughs> Even if they're wrong, I think that being disappointed by that is the wrong way to go with that. Even if you're wrong, the fun of seeing the creativity from the community members is where it's at. That's where the fun is. Except the Sprigatito like, is usually just a bigger green cat. <laughs> well, yeah, those are those ones are kind of boring. So I'm hoping we get we get a lot more creative. As long as it doesn't turn into just um, a <laughs> wrestling cat. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do hope that it is n- not a bipedal cat, or if it is, that it's something interesting, interesting besides just buff cat. Buff cat or sexy cat. Let's avoid, let's avoid bipedal, actually. Can we just have... I just want a really ugly for... Give him six legs. It grows two more legs. Really ugly six-legged cat monstrosity. I... I want a Pokemon that's that's just legs. It's like the true biblical angel legs instead of wasn't that, type of that thing. That was in uh, Sword and Shield, wasn't it? The little yellow guys that were like... Oh, the... Um, I just lost it. They were like um, the Centurion Phalanx type Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were just all legs walking around with each other no. in a line. Those were not... I'm, I'm talking like straight up like 
buff muscle human legs arrayed in a circle around the central part just flopping and <laughs> I, want, I want it to be like disturbing. when it runs does it just like spin in a circle it rolls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we get can we get fan art of that anyone out there <laughs> please anyone listening to this Rob can someone draw this Rob. <laughs> uh yes that's um, so, Pokemon on motorcycles, kind of dumb, but still probably the bomb for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I've just never cared about the legendaries after black and white. It's like, it's, Honestly, it's just whatever. They're going to give after... it to you. It's going to be whatever. You're never going to actually use it besides when they force you to. Yeah, after gold and silver is when I... One, kind of fell out of Pokemon, and two, honestly, for real, stopped caring about the legendaries. Like, Kyogre and um, the other one. Like, well, I guess I'm also counting the uh, Sublish, or whatever they're, the other Pokemon are called, that aren't legendaries, but are also legendary. I mean, the red and blue legendaries were the legendary birds, which choice. Yeah, I, but, like, they also had, like, uh, like the deer Pokemon in black and white. Oh, Xerneas? No. Why do I know these things? I don't, I don't know. Like, Zer- I, I don't know when Xerneas was, but Xerneas was definitely a deer Pokemon that was a legendary. No, that's X and Y. Is it? Yeah, because the antlers make an X. Oh, they totally do. That's dumb. <laughs> I'm mad about that. <laughs> What deer Pokemon are you talking about? Like black and white, like they had the like a three or four deer Pokemon that weren't legendaries, but there was something else, and I forget the term for it. Regional? No. Deerling. God. What do I? What is? What is the name of the deer Pokemon? I don't know. Thanks. I never played. Black no, and that's <laughs> that's literally what the internet like. I was like. Deer Pokemon, black, white, and it, one of the suggested searches is, what is the name of the deer Pokemon? And I'm sitting here like, pretty sure it's more than it's one. Like, or like the Reggie Pokemon. Pokemon. Are they legendary? Technically. Or you, I guess technically one could consider Dragonite. Is, I mean, or are you talking about the legendary Pokemon, Arcanine? Oh, they're, they're <laughs> actually called sub-legendary, apparently. Ah. Although they, uh, and they include the birds and the dogs in that for some reason. Even though, the, well, the I guess dog. Mewtwo and Lugia and Ho-Oh are considered the legendaries. Yeah, Lugia and Ho-Oh, Mewtwo, but, like, are they saying that a sub... I, I, a legendary is anything that there is only one of each playthrough, which would be the, the dogs, um, Raikou, Entai, and Suicune, or the birds. Well, there's also mythical Pokemon, uh, too. Are, well, yeah, that's, like, Cerebi and... Or Celebi or whatever it's called. Yeah, so, like, we need more of those kinds of Pokemon, Myth- not just the... Sub-Legendaries or Mythicals? Both. <laughs> oh, and a thing that I completely brushed over and just now remembered, the, like, weird new... Let's call it what it is. The new gimmick form, which is the, like gemstone pokemon i guess yeah I, I didn't actually watch the trailer or anything so i don't really know much about that oh it's dumb looking let me just put it down it's the same weird 
uh, generational gimmick, like we had Gigamaxing and Dynamaxing. And oh, I thought it was going to be more like Z-Moves. And I was about to mention the Z-Moves type thing, but it's like an actual form change type of thing, so mega evolving all those things that happen one generation and then never happen again yep the alpha pokemon from arceus maybe this time we'll get uh a remake that is actually a part of the you know the generation and so includes that kind of stuff because we haven't had that since uh alpha omega ruby and alpha sapphire yeah would um so which one is due now because we got diamond and pearl so that would be black and white. Black and white. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but like that wouldn't be as cool because Black Two and White Two exist as actual sequels, and so unless yeah. they included that somehow, then. Now, to be fair, that could be a good value add if it was Black One and Two in one cart and White One and Two in another. Oh, cart. totally. If they did that, I've never actually they, played they Black won't. and White, so I don't know. How that would work? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and we know we we know that they won't do that because they'll try and release them separately to get more money. Out yeah, of at it. this point, that's the only generation that I haven't played. If if I'm able to include playing remakes of generations. Yeah, I didn't play um, Ruby Sapphire. I did not play Black and White or Black Two White Two. I did not play X Y. And then I jumped back in on Sun and Moon. X and Y sucked. <laughs> I, I thought Sun and Moon sucked. <laughs> Sun and Moon was better, but the constant story interruptions really annoyed me, that was for sure. Um, Alpha Sapphire it... actually really enjoyed, but then I got really into the the shows part, you know, like the beauty pageant things. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like i wasn't leveled up enough to keep going and then i'm just like well i don't want to play anymore because <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> and so then i took a break and then eventually went back to it and beat it <laughs> i think it would be cool if they kind of brought back the pageants and shows but had a split where you could either be a battler or a like shower a pageantry uh type That'd person and actually Instead of having to do both simultaneously, you could pick one or the other to pursue. That would be an interesting. Yeah, it's like I really love the Pokemon Adventure manga, and that's actually what they do in the Ruby and Sapphire. They have the guy do the pageants, and the girl do the gym battles. Yeah, and and in universe, a lot of people are doing one or the other, not both. But you are the main character, so you're forced to do both, I guess. I It'd be cool. I, my big worry about the upcoming... Um, what is it again? Violet Scarlet. And, thank you. I will never remember. <laughs> my big worry is that it's coming out real close to the back of Arceus. And it feels like they're doing that because they just didn't have faith in Arceus to be its own standalone Pokemon. So they immediately started work on this or had separate teams working them so they could do it. And they're not going to take a lot of the good stuff from Arceus and actually utilize it. And They took some stuff from it, but it's disappointing that like they didn't keep the catching mechanic and such. Yeah. Like, it, it, it feels like that standard Pokemon complaint of one step forward, two steps back type of, hey, you made some changes, 
but then you weren't confident in the changes, so you reverted them. The, the series needs to keep evolving and changing and getting better and doing more because it's... Well, it's, it's... That's the thing, though, is that they definitely didn't revert the changes. It's just that they didn't... They were developing evolve. both these they... games at the same time. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. The fact that they were doing them both at the same time. Because Diamond or... and Pearl remake released 2021, so they still needed a quote-unquote mainline game for 2022. Yeah. Or, um the thing that I'm also worried about in that is are we just now not going to get any uh, Arceus DLC or anything? Any expansions to we it? We had one thing because... like within a month or so of it coming out and then nothing since. Yeah, because we got both the two island expansions, the Isle of Armor and the Isle of Frost? Something about snow, yeah. For, yeah, for Sword some, and Shield. The Isle of... Yeah, the Sword and Shield had two DLCs. Arceus, nothing. Obviously, Diamond and Pearl makes sense. They didn't have DLCs to begin with. Yeah, like I mean, but when they, I like, go, go well, when they announced the Scarlet and Violet, for whatever reason, everyone was assuming that they were going to announce a Pokemon or new Pokemon game. I really hate that. Oh, that's right, because it was a Pokemon Direct. So, yep. but I was just all like, <laughs> please, please don't. And so I was like one yeah, of the few people upset about it. Like, you I'm still both. excited for the game, but it's just like, guys, I thought, I thought you were finally changing. I thought you, all right, you gave someone else diamond and pearl so you could make this different, unusual game, and then that still gives you another year then to release a mainline game. And it's, oh, oh, nope, psych. Turns out, no. Yeah, they needed. They needed to take a break, take take a breathing room, actually put in developmental time to do some cool changes based off of feedback from Arceus. No, they rolled right into it, and that feedback is at best going to be implemented late into the production cycle. Yeah, like the, any changes that they actually want to keep that people like from Arceus, it won't be until the next next game. Yep, and I I'm disappointed by that, but... Um, the the actual wand designs are good, and the, the motorcycle thing, while really dumb on its face, is good that they are combining all of the movement tech into a single like solution. Yeah, and they still have some new stuff to Scarlet and Violet that weren't even in Arceus. Like they're having actual multiplayer, so you can run around in a field yeah. together. It's supposedly supposed to be actual open world. Don't fully know what that entails yet, but, you know, if they, that's at least something that they probably practiced with Arceus and then moved on to this game. Yeah, and those are the kind of evolutions that the series really needs, so they need to keep leaning into that kind of stuff. Stop having us walk through hallways, or if you do, at least make the caves like actual caves to explore again instead of literal hallways. Literal hallways, yeah. It's like the challenge of going through an area isn't just fighting trainers that are waiting for you. It's supposed to be actually, you know, getting through the area. Getting through. Mount Moon. Or just literally anything from Gen 1. Mm-hmm. Or Gen 2 at that at that point. Honestly, even Gen, Gen 3 uh, had stuff. Pearl and, well, and even Pearl and Diamond Gen 4 had. Yeah. Yeah. So, overall... I'm still going to rate this as the bomb. 
the the full trailer that the Pokemon company yes, released. What they've shown of this individual game, it's a good stuff. They got good stuff going on. But overall, I'm still disappointed by Game Freak and how they're apparently forced to release a mainline game every year, even if they release a game that feels like it is also a mainline game that same year. Yeah, I mean, this feels like, you know, people talk about the Sonic cycle. This feels like the Pokemon cycle, except in reverse. With the Sonic cycle, it's, oh, a new Sonic, they're going to fix the problems, and then they don't, and repeat. Pokemon, it feels like, oh, a new Pokemon, well, whatever, I'm not going to get it, and then I get it, and then... Like, I keep saying (laughs) that they need to move to an ATB style, which the Arceus was closer to that. Yep. They worked on it, but why we I don't I don't think we've seen anything about the battle system in Scarlet. I don't Island. believe we have, but if they've shown us that there's no catching Pokemon out in the field, then I'm not sure if we should expect a change in the battle either. Yeah, I kind of think that's likely. But then again, like I guess it makes sense not to have that catching mechanic because the the point isn't to be catching a ton of the same Pokemon like it was in Arceus. Yeah, but if they had some sort of blend, or at least, you know, an evolution of the system. Cause I think an evolution would po- be, like, you still being able to throw, like, berries or at least, you know, your Pokeball to start a battle with some kind of bonus, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Some sort of way to create a pre-battle status effect or something along those lines. Um <laughs> something to just shake it up and make more interesting because honestly Arceus was good because it was fresh but a lot of Pokemon has gotten real stale over over the years. Allow us to sneak up on a Pokemon from behind to get an extra turn at the start. Yeah. Become fresh by giving us a thing that's existed for a long time. Since the early 90s. (laughs) Earthbound had that. Yeah. Early early (laughs) 90s. Just saying. Look, a pro of Earthbound. Earthbound's better than Pokemon, guys. Ooh, let's not <laughs> let's not go too far with this here. Let's roll let's roll that a little slower here, Zyber. Alright, that's the weekly bomb, unless you have anything more you want to say about Pokemon. Eh, no, nah. nah I'll, I'll stop. Okay. I like the color of violet um, though. That's what I'm going for. You getting violet? That's my favorite right. color. I'll have to more, more than likely, I'll do what I did for Sword and Shield, and I'll check with Rumor on which one he wants, and I'll take the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much time do we have left? Do we, are we going to do some Bomber's Notebook questions, or are we rolling into Minish uh, Recap? Let's do Minish Recap, just because I want to talk about stuff, and if we have time, then we can go back to Bomber's Notebook. All right, well, if you want to talk about Minish Recap, uh, tell me, what are some cool things you did? I played Stray. Oh, Stray! It's so adorable. Haley watched me play because that was the play and stuff. Although, you know, we kept hearing things about, oh, about that four-hour mark is going to be something, and we're just like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I won't go into detail, but... so Thank you. (laughs) So, yeah, Stray, you start off with a cute cat. First thing it does is, like, play and rub around with its cat feline friends in the wild. But then it gets stuck in this robot cyberpunk city, and you gotta figure out how to escape. And you're an adorable cat, and you find uh, a drone with like a 
AI or something in it. And so he's helping you communicate with the robots and figure out how to escape. And it's adorable. And you're parkouring because you're a cat and cats can just parkour. Yeah. Uh, cats love jumping it's on so things. so fun. I remember before I played, I saw online people were just all like, hey, don't bother trying to like collect everything the first time. Just like go through the... Just enjoy well, it. I guess. But I was just all like... Well, here I am enjoying the game, collecting everything. Cause like it gets to like the first hub area where you got like a big part of a city section to find collectibles and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I just naturally found everything. <laughs> okay. We're Zelda players. Running around and finding collectibles is part of what we do. Yeah, I will say that I ended up missing uh, three like key optional key optional things <laughs> i so uh, i went back and got those that have yeah missable collectibles annoy that well thankfully it's a uh, level select system oh, yes good. so nice. i love that so i went back i got the collectibles i got there's a bunch of trophies that are also just from like doing specific things so i went back and get a few of those as well there's still, still more trophies for me to get but i did like there was one point where I saw an object, and I saw that I could roll it into something, and I was like, I'm going to do this. And it turns out it was a trophy for doing that. <laughs> yeah. A trophy for doing things that naturally come to you is the best kind of trophy. Yeah, but then I was looking at the trophy list. I found that there was stuff that I'm just like, oh, I didn't know I could do that with this thing. Because like, I totally knew like what object it was talking about. <laughs> I ended up uh, on I Am 8-Bit pre-ordering the physical edition yep, me too and i'm yeah i'm waiting for the physical i'm not gonna buy it twice i uh, i wanted to play it so bad so uh, i really do want to play i'm kind of upset that i have to wait for it but at this point it, it's, it's just gonna be how it is i got a bunch of other stuff to play anyway so I'll feel yeah fine. Haley was all like oh that's why you can just sell the physical copy and keep the collector stuff i'm just like no i'm not i'm gonna keep no. the physical too <laughs> Oh, and the music, though, was so good. Like, I saw I'm 8-Bit had a vinyl record. I was just like, well, I'm not going to get that right now. I don't even know what the music is like. And then we played through the game, and I'm just like, all right, I'm pre-ordering it now. <laughs> what type of, like, what uh, describe some of the music? So it's got some, like, nice atmosphere music, but then also has, like, there, there's a part where a robot will play music on this guitar, and that was, like, fun music. Ooh. And it has decent, like, uh, action picking up kind of songs and stuff. What genre would you say most of the soundtrack is sort of sticking um, to? I... I you know the i can't describe the genre so i'm calling it nd genre but it's not like like um edm or any like with it being robot city they're not leaning into that like techno style no not really okay that's interesting i, mean, I like that uh, there's honestly. some of that kind but of it's not all of it but it's not predominant. Yeah. I was afraid that that was what it was going to be just based off a lot of the aesthetic. And I'm super happy that it isn't because it sounds way more fun. Uh, I, I think you'll really like the game. It's got, uh, it's it's got, a, it's got a meow button. story. <laughs> it's got a meow it, button. It does have a meow button. You're here talking about, <laughs> talking about deep story. All I care about is I can press a button and make the cat make Like noises. when I'm able to move, one of the first things I did was press all the buttons, found the meow button. I was like, heck yeah. And then I walked like five steps and, and on the screen it said circle button 
for Meow. I go, yep, I already figured that out. <laughs> Don't worry, that was the first thing I looked for. <laughs> so uh, it took me, I think it was seven hours for me to be at the game, but that I was like thoroughly examining everything that's because i like doing that so if you weren't as thorough on me it it would be like five or six hours there's a trophy for being in two hours i'm just like that makes sense that's like a could be a fun speed run game yeah i like a game that is a good digestible length i don't want to be sitting there for 120 hours i barely want to be sitting there and playing a game for 60 hours sometime Mm -hmm. so a good like you're hitting around 10 hours. That's a pretty good length, in my yeah. opinion. Seven? Solid. And it, it, I mean, it did what it was designed to do. If they were to make it longer, they would have had to added, you know, more kind of gameplay stuff than what they did. And that would have taken a lot more time and creativity. Padded, padding it out. Yeah. Basically. And um, as you said... One of the trophies is for beating it in under two hours. Well, you beat it in seven hours. Now you have to go through and do an under two hours. So that's nine hours of content right there. Yeah. Because I definitely, I'll tell you this, I am 100% going to platinum this game already. I'm I'm devoting myself to yeah, that. Yeah, like I looked so. through it all. I'm just like, yeah, I could totally platinum this. There's just a few that like I have to get pretty far into a level to be able to retry what I need to try to get a trophy. But it's not much left for me. Worth it. I got all, I got all the collectibles. All that's left is just doing actions yeah the the weird random explore trophy type yeah. things yeah i will i will 100 percent platinum this for sure yes. so what have you been up to uh didn't do an, an excessive amount but i did uh rogue tower was on sale so i picked it up it is basically a roguelike tower defense game and um I, I really like tower defense games, so this one having a little bit more depth to it is good, and it's fun. I, I enjoy it, because you can just load it up and let it run while doing other things, like I've been playing it while watching YouTube videos, because you don't really... It's tower defense. You don't have to pay attention an excessive amount. Well, you only have to pay enough attention to place your towers and then let the wave go through. I do like tower defense for that reason. Like, I remember playing yep. Bloom's tower defense for back in the day. Yep. <laughs> I would just get as far as I could until, or maybe it was three. My, I don't, it was one of those two, but I would just keep playing until the game crashed from there doing too much stuff on the screen. <laughs> and this one, you know, it's a standard roguelike style. As you play... Each time you go through, you get more experience points that you spend on upgrades that make your different towers more powerful. So you make it further every time you go. Standard stuff there. Yep. It's on sale right now for 12 bucks instead of 15 And that's why I bought it, because I was $3 off. Well, you can buy the soundtrack, too, which I notice a lot of games add that now as an option. Yeah. The soundtrack is interesting. It's like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's definitely Baroque. It is a Baroque-inspired soundtrack, but it's like Baroque with a, I don't know, drum and bass. (laughs) It's drum and bass Baroque, I think is the best way to describe it. I don't know what Baroque (laughs) means. Um, You know, like uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, like very harpsichord-y. 
it's it's that from the baroque era look it up i actually generally am not super fond of baroque music but adding the drum and bass to it helps uh to to make me like okay. it so i just find baroque to be a little bit too hoity-toity of a sound with that that sort of mincing harpsichord uh, hoity-toity is so much fun Mm, well, I don't know. Buy buy Rogue Tower and listen to it and tell me what you think. I just <laughs> bought it. Yeah, yeah, it's twelve dollars. <laughs> we'll talk about your experience with it next week. <laughs> but it's it's uh got three different like playstyle modes: single defense, which starts with a single lane; yeah. double defense, which starts with two; and triple defense, which starts with three. But as you play and continually, add, it it's a like um. Add a tile per wave type of game, and each tile has a random configuration. And some of the new tiles that you can have can split off to add new paths. And the end of each path is a spawning point for enemies, so it can sort of spiral out of control uh, potentially. Well, I mean, you're designed to lose. Well, yeah, it's a tower defense, and it's a rogue style tower defense. You are, in fact, designed to lose until you become overpowered, and then you won't lose. But the progression is, uh, it feels real good. I do, in fact, usually end up doing better every time I play, which means that they have properly tuned the XP rewards for your card. Because the way, the way the XPs work is you spend it on either permanent upgrades or card upgrades. And the card upgrades are every X number of levels. I think it's like five or something like that you get cards that are tower upgrades. So that's another way that each playthrough is different. Like, oh, on this one, I'm going to focus on uh, Ballista Towers with uh, extra damage to armor instead of health or something like that. Oh, and on this playthrough, I'm going to unlock only the Mortar Towers and and do a lot of splash damage. You, you can switch up your playstyle every time through based off the things that drop, much like a lot of modern-day roguelikes, like your Binding of Isaacs and your Enter the Gungeon and all of those. It, the play is different depending on what you get. Slay the Spire, etc., etc. You know how it works. There's yeah. a bunch of them. That's good, though, because like, I've definitely played some games where like, I got to the point where I was just getting stuck at the same spot and dying and never getting enough experience to like do anything. And <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. does this game want me to play? I'm so confused. Yeah, this game has I'm I'm right now I've been stuck on trying to figure out the proper combination of things to do <laughs> to deal with enemies that are spawning that have shields because I've gotten really good at killing obviously just the normal health enemies are easy and I've gotten really good at taking out the armor enemies but things with shields I still haven't figured out what combo of towers and placements and power-ups I need to uh, to beat those. So, so I clicked install and then like 5 seconds later it's installed. <laughs> Oh, it's a very small game because it's, it's a rogue. It's a simple tower defense rogue. Yeah. It's, you probably spent more time downloading the soundtrack than the actual game. I can see that. <laughs> like, I'm installing an update to Golf of Friends that's taking longer. Yeah. And that's a fairly small game, although the physics engine in that probably requires. The update is over 10 times the size of Rogue Tower. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, so that's what I've been putting a lot of my time into is Rogue Tower. Nice. And I, I purchased and have not played um, The Pathless, which was a game that was played at GDQ the, this past SGDQ, and it looked awesome. So I bought that, 
and I haven't haven't installed it yet. And I did finally start pick up and start playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West again because I realized that I had not played a lot of that uh, recently. You never finished it, or you just never planned them to? No, I I, I fell off and never finished it. Wow. So I, I was like, I need to get back. I need to get back in and play this because I was looking forward to it for so long. And then I played it and was like, this was very fun. And then I got distracted. Yeah. As one That's does. like how I just keep saying, like, I'm going to get back into Xenoblade Chronicles, the first game, and finally finish that so I can continue on the series. And, well, there's there's a lot Three. of games that <laughs> I want to play. Keep coming out. I, I'm still trying to catch up in 14. And, I'm still going, trying to get to Stormblood. Yeah, and as, as nice as Horizon is, and as much as I absolutely love and adore the game, it is one of those longer style games, unlike Stray or The Pathless or anything that you can just sort of, you know, hammer out real quick or, or something along the lines of Rogue Tower where you can be like, oh, I've got t- 20 minutes free, let me play two rounds of, of this real quick. Those and then you can play Leaf Roller Revolution while waiting for the tower to die. I no. <laughs> I refuse. So that's it. That was my All week. right. Well, we're going to have to answer our bomber's notebook questions on a later date cuz it is time for us to go play some insert comedian night game Indian. here. So thanks everyone for playing this CYOIA bomber's episode um Buy, not buy, what is it? Download, listen to the next episode to continue your adventure in Zyber's basement. Thank you for sitting. Uh.